Welcome to this episode of Two Pickled Peppers Podcast. And today's episode, we're going to talk about how much different things have changed from generation to generation. So as far as like how our parents were raised or maybe what some of the norms were when they were growing up versus how we were raised. These kids would not survive a day in our generation or in our parents' generation. No, today's kids would never make it. There would be a revolt. There would be a revolt. Take me back, please. I can't do this. <laughs> they would absolutely run for the hills. I agree. <laughs> All right, okay, so today's episode, we decided we're going to go ahead and look at the differences between generations. So there's a lot of differences, you know, how we were raised, you know, and I, I'm the first one to say, I, you know, we, you look back at ours and I don't think I had it tough, you know, and kids look at us and they think we were raised like in the Stone Age. <laughs> you know, they laugh and they can't believe, how did you survive, you know, with having almost nothing and doing very little and having no internet because, you know, Al Gore hadn't invented it yet. So it's one of those where... <laughs> oh, Al Gore. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't just go there with Al yeah, Gore. Yeah, <laughs> Al Gore invented the internet. We all know that. You know, and our kids think, you know, they, they, there was no such thing as cell phones, you know. And the funny thing is that they look at us and they look at us as being old and being raised in a stone age. And then, you know, I turn around and look at my parents and I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I mean, if we were raised in a stone age, they were raised in the Jurassic era, mm-hmm. you know, because I used to think the same thing of them. I mean, just for the record, your mom is totally going to hit you if she hears this. <laughs> I will not play this for my mother. <laughs> and I hope nobody lets my mama know what I just said. I love you, mama. There'll be a chocolate coming your way soon. <laughs> yeah, she still likes hitting me no matter what. That hasn't changed. That so, never gets old. <laughs> so then talk about that. So just even even from the fact of like, all right, I know when my parents were growing up, they were spanked as kids. And I know... Were yours? I mean, I guess they were, right? I know you're Colombian, but oh, were your parents spanked? No, they, they were spanked. They were whooped. Mama Mama says that both her mother and her father would whoop them if they got out of line. And, and getting out of line is you were told to wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning on Sunday while you're not out of bed. Okay, so very strict. Super strict. Well, I mean, now my parents were a little bit like that. My dad might to this day... It it still resonates in my head. Get up, get dressed, get your bed made. That would be a Saturday morning at 7 o'clock while Swap Shop was blaring throughout the house. That was my one day to sleep in. I had been in school. Why do I have to get up, get dressed, and get my bed made at 7 o'clock on a Saturday? So did he have chores for you to do to get up early? Well, eventually we would do some chores, but mainly it was like, if he's awake, then you're going to be awake. And I can't help it. I'm not a morning person. You know this. You love. If there was a championship of sleeping, you would win. You would give Sign Rip Van Winkle up. a run for his money. If I could dedicate or donate my body to science while I'm alive and just let them monitor me sleeping <laughs> and pay me for it, I would do it. You're in, right? You're all in? I would do it. I was really considering that time whenever they were saying, hey, if you could sleep for three months, like a space kind of You're going study. to Mars? Don't you sign up for Mars and leave me back here by myself with these kids? <laughs> with the kids. Don't you dare leave me with these heathens over here. How dare you? <laughs> all right. So your parents were spanked. They my were, parents my, were spanked. They, yeah, my parents were definitely spanked. And I'll tell you this, mama believed in corporal punishment. My mama whooped me. My mama hit me with a belt. 
with a chancla. <laughs> she hit me with the with the you know the old school vacuum cleaners that had the metal pole attachment. She hit with that metal pole attachment. She hit me with wiffle ball bats. If she had it next to her, she was gonna swing at me. She even punched me in the face one time. Okay. <laughs> My favorite part <laughs> is your mom is like my size. Oh, She's yeah. like under five feet tall. And you wouldn't, I don't know, you just don't get that vibe from her that she going to hit you with a vacuum cleaner. But when we've asked her about it, she was like, absolutely. She's, yes, I did. She is tough as nails, first of all. She was proud of it. She, then she hit you with she, a vacuum cleaner. She, it's like she sat down on her grandchildren. She's like, let me tell you about the time I beat your daddy with <laughs> a vacuum cleaner. Because she thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And she's like, mm-hmm. And I hit him with this. And when we had long hair, he was taller. So I'd bring him down to my side so I can hit him. Mm-hmm. Like, she was proud of it. And that's the opposite of my dad. So my dad was... My parents, both of them would spank us, but my dad was the one more likely to get a belt out and hit you with a belt. And I remember, oh my God, he would hold your hand up. I can hold my left hand up in the air like the dang <laughs> Statue of Liberty. He would hold your hand up in the air and then whip you in a circle because you were going to run from the pain, mm-hmm. right? But he had to hold on to you so you couldn't go anywhere. But the best part is, and, and the funniest thing to me is... Of the three girls, I definitely got the most whippings, for sure. Did oh. I earn the most? Well, maybe. Look, I'm a middle <laughs> child also. Yes. And I absolutely received the king's ransom and whoopings. Well, the funny thing, though, is my dad says, she really didn't get that many whippings. Your dad, and then your mother, dad told me like a month ago that. He goes, I, I, I really didn't hear that much. And I was like, I'm laughing because... You tell me all the time, your daddy whooped you. He did. And the funny thing is, mother's like, I mean, probably I whipped you more than your dad did. Mother didn't whip me that often, mm-hmm. but I have a gift. I was like <laughs> the only child that could make my mother angry enough to whip mm. or curse. Mm. I was the only one that could bring that out of her. It's mm. a gift. It's I a know. gift. Yeah, I'm sure. It's a gift. Kind of proud of it. You kind of paid for it tenfold for that gift, yeah. I think. <laughs> well, I'm paying for it now, for sure. That curse she put on my well, that, children. And that, that's the thing. Your mama got to lift that curse. That is not fair to me. That <laughs> that's curse. not your curse. That is not my curse, but it's my cross <laughs> to fucking bear. Right? It's just wrong. I can't believe your mama <laughs> did that to us and totally said that. I hope your kids turn out the same way as you mouthy. Well, I mean, as many kids as we have, you would have thought it had worn off by now. But oh, no. no, that thing is still going strong. That thing is still going strong. <laughs> that's, some, that's some good juju your mama had there. <laughs> but I, the funniest thing to me is whenever you've told the story about like your mama spanking you and that your dad really wasn't the spanker. Your mom was mm-hmm. like the big disciplinarian. Yeah. When I said, so wait a minute, let me get this straight. You punched him in the face. She's like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she, look at, she, she looks at me. Like, she's, she's ready to do it again. Yeah, like, like, like it brings something out like of Like, I'll take him out again if I have to. <laughs> do you want me to show you? Can we prove it? <laughs> so, the, the story behind that is, you know, I was in Colombia, and there was, um that night, there was, like, a, a martial law going on that night. So, I took advantage and went to my friend's house and made sure I stayed past the curfew so I couldn't go back home. The reason, because we were up drinking all night in my friend's house. So, at 8 o'clock in the morning, here I come in waltzing, still drunk as a skunk, mm-hmm. you know, into the house, and my mama was on the phone. And she said something, and here this drunken fool says something back to mama, which you're not supposed to do. And she reminded me of that by giving me a right cross in the chin. My drunk butt fell right down. (laughs) She is so tiny. She may weigh 95 pounds. I swear to you. Maybe. Mama don't play around. (laughs) She don't play around. She'll still take me. She's told the kids. She's like, I ain't afraid of your daddy. 
<laughs> she goes, I will hit him. I will this. And the kids are like, you can't do that to daddy. He goes, daddy is big. He's strong. He has guns. She goes, I'll use his own guns against him. I'm not afraid of your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still afraid of mama. Okay, so please nobody play this for her. I love you, mama. <laughs> <laughs> but and the thing is, you know, I've, I've raised the kids when they needed a spanking, they got it. Now, mm-hmm. years ago, obviously. Um, and it's weird because, like, the whole society shifted. It used to be that it was okay to spank your kids. That that's how we were told you were supposed to discipline them. Yeah. And now it's like, no, you need to use more psychology on them and just let them know of your disappointment. And that does work. Like, we got a couple of them that if you tell them you're disappointed, like, the tears. You broke their heart. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's like, it's the worst punishment ever to tell them you're disappointed. Absolutely. But let me tell you something. What? As somebody who was raised on spankings and received a lot of spankings, I, every single one that I got, I deserved. Uh-huh. There were many my mama didn't know about that I should have gotten. So I turned out okay. A little spanking, it's okay. It it's it not abuse. Well, and that's the other thing. I mean, the pole think- with the vacuum cleaner pole is borderline. I'm not even going to lie. That was borderline. <laughs> that's not even borderline. That's definitely. I'm just wondering if the statute of limitations is, is okay for you to even be talking about that for your mama. If it's not, then I'm in trouble by my mama. I'm scared of her. What's going to happen? <laughs> I'm telling you, she's going to hit the police if they come for her. But anyway. <laughs> no, but it, and it is funny that I turned out okay, and it was yeah. that fear of getting in trouble and getting a spanking that kept me from doing a lot of stuff that well, I probably would have done. Name one person that likes it. Nobody oh. likes to get whooped. Come well, on. I mean, there's a whole genre of those. But that's when you get older. We're not, talking about, We're not talking about that. That's when you get older. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to mention those things. Yeah, some people like that. <laughs> oh, my Lord. But, you know, it's, it's just, I think it's different times. You know, everything is different about back then. You know, so think about just how kids acted up, you know. So now today, you know, what's the punishment for a kid? Hey, give me your phone, give me your iPad, no TV, right? Right. When we grew up, we didn't have phones, but we did have TVs. My mm-hmm. punishment was I can't go outside. Mm-hmm. That was the kiss of death for me. See, and I would have been fine with that because I would have just taken a nap. Oh, no. If I had to choose, if mama ever gave me a choice, take a whooping or you can't go outside, I, I'll drop my pants, hit it. Go, mama. <laughs> I, I'm, don't keep me inside because I hate being in You kept sound indoors. like my sister. So <laughs> one of my sisters, if she got in trouble, and a lot of times the first kind of level of trouble was, okay, fine, you're on restriction, you're on punishment, you can't leave, you can't watch TV, you can't this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. She would ask, can I get a whip instead? Really? Me, on the other hand, I would look at her like, oh, don't even offer that up. Because maybe it was the two of us that got in trouble at the same time. I'm like, don't offer that up because I don't want to get I'll hit. stay inside till I'm 18. Okay. Inside. Yes. How long is my punishment and I can't do what till when? Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's over there like, can you just hit me? And then my dad would look at her. And I don't know if they both got that same crazy switch or what, but he'd be like, yeah. I'll give you a whipping. Why not? Sure, let's get this over with. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here like, I'm invisible. I'm invisible. Please don't see me. Like, I'll take option number two. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take option number. Please don't associate me with her. This is her negotiation, not mine. No, and, and the funny thing is, you know, and that's, uh, so mama wasn't allowed to go out when she was little. Uh-huh. You know, it was, you know, very strict and girls can't go and it's boys are allowed to, but girls aren't kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't allowed to go out. But my dad, his punishment was the same thing. Now, he would get whooped. My grandfather was a big, tall man around like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, mm-hmm. and he'd lift him off the floor. Remember when you said spinning around in a circle? Yeah. No, he would lift him off the floor. There was no spinning, so he just whack, 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 just whipping that booty right there while they're mm-hmm. up in the air. But his punishment was either he gets whooped 
and then you can't go out. You're not going out because that's both. Yeah. Oh yeah. They got both. They, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I guess, I mean, there were times I probably got both, but again, tell me I can't go outside. Oh, okay. I'm just going to sleep. Right. And that's the reason I really think, and this is such a twisted like mm-hmm. segue, but I really think like if I were placed in jail, I would want them to put me in solitary confinement. You would sleep away your sentence. I would sleep. <laughs> Rip Van Winkle got nothing on me. I you would know, sleep it away. Some, I don't need people. Some people go to jail to get a degree. Some people work out, get in shape. You'd Not sleep. Not me. I just want to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be worried about dropping the soap and anything like that. I just want to sleep. That's it. So, you know, and the differences of generation, you know, also go back to, you know, the Christmas. And Christmas is a big thing that I harp on because, you know, growing up, me, when uh, we would get one gift for Christmas, it was one thing we'd get from my parents, and it wasn't a mm-hmm. big thing always, you know. I remember one year, so it was, you know, we, we were three siblings, my older brother and my younger sister. And one year, the, our gift, one gift was uh, a Sega Master System. It was a video game. Mm-hmm. With one video game. That's the it. Genesis, Sega. No, no, Sega Master System, the original one. Okay. Not even the Genesis. That's high class, girl. We didn't have that. <laughs> I'm talking about the original stuff. Okay. And it was one gift, and that's it. You know, and my parents, I remember he used to get so mad at me sometimes even, you know, if I'm playing with my toys and stuff and I wasn't paying attention and something accidentally would break, which would break my heart that it broke, but it would hurt him even more. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you don't value. I never had, we didn't have toys. He goes, I remember one, like he'd tell me that one year his Christmas present was like one soccer ball. Okay. That's all he got, you know, mm-hmm. or he got a new book bag for school. That was the gift, mm-hmm. you know, and then. So I was like, wow, he didn't have a lot, you know, and I'd get one gift or, you know, and then as we got a little older, maybe get two little things, you know, mm-hmm. two toy cars and stuff I mean, like Jesus that. only got three. Let's just be honest. Um, one of those was gold. Okay. <laughs> it's not even gold there. <laughs> Meanwhile, our kids are over here with like 37 presents. Oh my God. And then we sit back. It's like, we want them to have more than what we had. Because yes. we, we've always talked about, you know, our parents did everything for us to give us a good life. And yeah, we were poor, but we never went without anything. We always had food. We had clothes. We had, you know, things were taken care of. The power was on. We got Christmas presents. We got birthday presents. But we've always said, okay, let's spoil our kids and give them some of the things that maybe we didn't get just to give them a few more comforts. And now sometimes I regret it, not gonna lie. And I do too. And and, and one of those- But I usually regret it from like, January till September. <laughs> and then October, I get excited about buying them gifts all over again. So my thing is, it's about feelings. So I remember yeah. how I would feel when I'd go back from um, Christmas vacation, you know, and these kids are talking about, you know, how many toys they got. And they got this and I got that. And here I am with one or two little toys that I got. So in school. Like yeah. So I remember that feeling. And I, I always want, you know, I always believed. I was like, you know, I want to give my kids more, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe I thought about it the wrong way, you mm-hmm. know, to give them more than what I had for the wrong reasons. But I did believe in spoiling them. And I'm like, why not? You know, give them as much as I can. And the problem is they never appreciated as much as probably, you know, my parents or your parents or even totally. us. I totally because agree with you. My my dad refuses to throw sometimes stuff away. He's like, I can fix that. Why are you going to throw that out? That mm-hmm. can still be fixed. It still mm-hmm. works. Like it hurts him to throw stuff out. Yeah. You know, and here we are, the kids, you know, we buy them a brand new toy and they, it broke. Oh, well, it broke. Throw it right in the trash. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Let's glue that bad boy together. Or when some of the older kids pass down, like some of their vintage toys, the kids are all excited about it, all excited about it, all excited about it. And then when you choose one to give them out of those vintage toys, when they're begging and pleading for a toy, it's like, 
I didn't want that one. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, well, I didn't have to give you anything. Like, one of our kids, um, Dylan, he thinks he's supposed to get a toy every single day. Well, I don't know from which mama he got that from. <laughs> but... <laughs> Because that wasn't that a daddy thing. From. Let's just put that out there right now. That was he not a daddy. He used to cry when I would drop him off at school, and I just needed him to not cry because it just gave me so much guilt. That boy broke you. Okay, <laughs> he, did. he broke you. He Which did. is it's funny because think about the, how, how big of a difference it is. You know, being a parent. You know, before forty years old and being a parent after forty. Well, especially having little ones after yeah. forty. Well, I mean, even the, you know, even our teenagers. I think we're less strict on them now that we're older yes and you know what it is it's like i don't have the energy for the fight sometimes i'm just like you know what all right whatever well and it's not even the energy for the fight but like a little you know our oldest kids they lick the floor or ate something off the floor. We're like, oh my God, you're going to die. What's going to happen? Oh my God, let's call the doctor. We need yes. to go to the emergency room. I think they ate a dirty M&M that's been on the subway or whatever. Oh my God, they're going to get some sort of disease, foot and mouth disease. I know yes. it's on the floor somewhere. And then by the time, you know, a few years pass and we realized that those kinds of things really didn't kill them, it might have actually built their immune system up a little mm-hmm. bit. The next kids come along and they go, we go, oh, Five second rule, you know, like you can eat it off the floor, but you just need to eat it within five seconds. You see the kids go to the park and they fall off a jungle gym and you're like, are, are you okay? Did you break anything? No. Get up. Keep playing. What's wrong Come with you? On. Get back up there. Get back up there. What's wrong with you? Just dust it off. Dust it off. That's just a spring. We can pop my that kids, back in. <laughs> my kids will tell you, I'd be like, well, are you bleeding? No. Well, they're fine. Get well, up. Why are you crying for? If you cry, we're going to leave. <laughs> now that's the older kids. But now the little ones, I'm like... Mm, well you're more cautious with them when now they're little you're a lot more cautious with them which but is fine why is that because I, I was know. cautious with the oldest ones yeah the middle ones just kind of go okay they're not going to break that easily look as a middle kid you get the leftover love from the first ones for right? sure we so both we're, middle we're both mi- we're both middle children and we knew <laughs> that the first ones got all the love the middle ones like hey, hey yay we got another kid wonderful and then the, the 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 youngest one is the baby. They get everything to love, the poor this. We're the ones that don't have any pictures in the photo album. Like yeah. the older ones, they have their like four photo albums dedicated to Oh my to God, them. yeah. Everything. Oh, look, he walked, he blinked, he did that, he did this. My favorite thing is my older sister and my younger sister happen to have been born at the same hospital. Mm-hmm. And there's the nice little normal hospital picture where they have on like the little hospital gown that has the hospital's yes. name uh-huh. and the little tag still on the wrist. So mother and dad have both of those pictures, one of my older sister and one of my younger sister. Would you like to know what they have of me who was born at a different hospital? They must have had a fo- uh, photo spread done of you by some world-renowned photographer. Oh, no, baby. It's a blurry Polaroid of me from behind, <laughs> mother holding something that looks like a blanket that's swaddled. You cannot even see me. There's no proof that that's me. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm probably adopted. There's a good chance. And even though we all look alike, me and my sisters, we look alike. We look like my dad. We have features of my mother. We're clearly their children. Mm-hmm. No hospital photos of me, so I'm pretty sure she found me like on Craigslist. Look uh, again. <laughs> there was a Craigslist again. That long all ago. all the older kids get all the love. Mm-hmm. We get the leftovers, and then the baby rekindles that fire for love. Well, and that's kind of how like the kids' discipline goes too. So yeah, oh yeah. 
years ago, my famous quote was, but she's the last baby I'm ever going to have. Mm-hmm. And so that child got away with a lot. Mm-hmm. Then I had two more babies. <laughs> and what's your quote now? That's the last baby we're ever going to have. Right. Now we got to spoil him because he's the last baby we're ever going to have. And little man gets away with everything because he's the last baby we're going to have. But we made sure this was really the last baby we're going to have this time. I I, I tried to convince the doctor otherwise. The doctor wasn't (laughs) listening to me. was only listening to you. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, it is funny to think about parenting, like, in the 20s and even in the early 30s versus parenting in the late 30s, early 40s. By this point, like you said, you're just tired of the fight. Yeah. Well, it's not worth it. You know what? Because it's like you notice that it wasn't worth the stress the first time around. Yeah. Right? It was just sometimes you got overly worked up or stressed out about something that just really wasn't that big. It wasn't that important. It wasn't wasn't really that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. So now, now fast forward after 40 years old and, you know, and you're kind of appreciating things a little bit more so you don't worry about things as much. That's true. You know, and, you, and you're kind of like savoring the moment a little bit more. And I don't know why, but it's just that's the way it's happened so far. That's the way I feel, you know, being a parent over 40 mm-hmm. as opposed to being one, you know, when I was younger. Well, what about, so we talked a little bit about like Christmas. And mm-hmm. I know growing up, my parents will tell you I am the child that ruined Christmas for them. Oh, please, please, <laughs> please. Tell me why and let everybody know. You know why. We don't need to put my business out there. <laughs> oh, yes, we do. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> it gets back to me not being a morning person. You know how all these kids, they wake up and they're so excited to see what Santa brought them Christmas morning? You mean like every movie that's ever been out in the history of mankind that yeah. shows that? Yes. They hadn't written a movie about me yet because that <laughs> that's not how I roll. I, again, it goes back to that sleeping thing. Like, let me sleep in. <laughs> And then when I wake up, sure, let's go see what the fat man brought us. Let's go see what Santa rolled out here. But my parents would be so excited after Santa came that they would wake us up. And my older sister did all the right things. She was so excited, smiling ear to ear, Mm -hmm. ripping through presents. Mm -hmm. There were years of pictures of me refusing to look at the camera full-on sulk mode, with huge head gifts, down, with gifts. Standing by like bicycles. That's a, and, and still pouting. <laughs> I've seen those pictures and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. So it was weird. It was so painful that my poor behavior changed our family tradition. So instead of <laughs> Santa coming and us opening gifts Christmas morning mm-hmm. to this day, my family opens gifts Christmas Eve night because I'm a night person, man. I'm just I can't not believe a morning it. person. See, and we're a little different. So our <laughs> Hispanic traditions are, you know, we on the 24th on Christmas Eve, we all get together and we have to we have to do the prayer, right? We have the novena is what mm-hmm, we call the nine day prayer. Nine day prayer that we get. So on that day at midnight, which is technically the 25th, you know, baby Jesus is born. Mm-hmm. We give out gifts. Because for us, it's not Santa Claus, it's baby Jesus with the gifts. Mm-hmm. So we give out gifts at midnight. So you're as a kid, you are wired. You are hopped up on everything going, oh my God, it's almost midnight. Gifts, gifts. <laughs> well, another thing is you got to learn to eat early on your side of the family no, too. No, because you can eat at three are, in the morning. I know, but you got to make sure you have some food before <laughs> that because they almost starved me out the first time. I didn't know that there wasn't going to be any food till one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So that's when it got served. I forgot to tell you that. 
Yeah, I and I, I was hungry. I think we may have even left and gone to Taco Bell like around 7 because I was like, there's really no food. I mean, I smell it. They're cooking it, but it's just not ready. Can we go to Taco <laughs> Bell, please? Let me get a quesadilla. Quesadilla. Yo quiero Taco Bell, please. But, you know, and it, and it goes back to, you know, spoiling. There's no greater joy, I feel, than watching the kids open up their presents. I agree. You know, and and yes, yeah, yeah, we maybe we've spoiled a little too much, but I've enjoyed every moment of watching them rip through. Now, greatest thing ever is how we have tricked our kids for our Christmas presents. <laughs> so, but our parents, I didn't, they didn't necessarily do that. Oh, th- so they didn't do that because I, I wasn't allowed <laughs> to touch a gift. I'd lose a hand if I touch a gift. Mama wasn't playing around. Mm-hmm. Not our kids. They want to touch, grab this and that. So we made up, you know, we tricking all our kids. And then we're like, how can we trick these kids? Because they're going to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. So here in our ingenuity... We decide that every kid every year is going to be something different. So one year, let's say, for example, we use sports. So one kid, all their presents are going to have NFL team names on it. Mm -hmm. The other kid are going to have baseball team names. The other one are going to have hockey, like that. The following year, we did... But we don't tell them which is which. We're the only ones that know. Right. You know, and the, the and we fo- make a note so we don't forget. So when they <laughs> so when they picked up and they're like, oh, it's sports teams. Next, the following year, they think it's the same. We switch it. The next is genres of music. One is hip hop. Kid has all hip hop artists. The other kid has all rock artists. The other kid all pop. Then when they try to figure that out, each kid is a continent. <laughs> Countries from a different <laughs> continent. We had to trick these kids every year so they wouldn't know what it was that, who's present is sitting under that tree right but just so that it's clear what we did so for example on like the different genres of music so if you if we decided that this particular kid was going to be the pop genre that means the names on that kid's present would say justin timberlake britney spears mariah carey and that's all it would say beyonce mm-hmm. destiny's child that's all it would say and so to us, we knew that fell under the pop genre. So boom, we know that belongs to kid A. Mm-hmm. And then the rock genre kid, we'd be like Aerosmith, Guns Rush, and Guns and Roses. Led Zeppelin. Exactly. So it became a fun thing to us because sometimes we would have to watch their little minds turn to figure out what genre we were doing. And as soon as we st- each one got a gift, they were very close to figuring it out. Those kids are smart, I tell you. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. It took us that long to find something to do, trick them, and they almost figured it out immediately after Mm -hmm. the first gift. So now they just expect it. Like, they know their gift is not going to say their name. It's going to say something, and then they're like, okay, so what is it? What did you get? Okay, I got this. What did you get? Well, that's the thing. That's a tradition of ours to include wrapping presents while we have a drink. Yeah, that's kind of fun. That is a a, lot. You know what's fun about it? You start off great, wrapping a present, thinking of all these crazy things, and then when you know you get a couple of drinks in, a couple of shots, and then like, what did you just wrap? Like, I don't, I don't know. know. I just was wrapping. You only put me in charge of wrapping. I'm like, so for who was that for? I don't know. <laughs> and here we are. We unwrap it and go. Okay, let's. Well, start first over. of all, we can't stop laughing because now we're like, okay, we're drunk. We can't, we can't do this anymore. Like something is wrong with us. We were not paying attention. We can't wrap any more presents. Like, okay, wrapping is over for today. Let's- <laughs> But think about it. That's us with a whole bunch of gifts. You know, our other previous generations got no gifts. Same thing like back to school. Mm-hmm. You know, back to school. My, I told you already how it was with layaway. You know, we'd buy our clothes, layaway, put it away. That's what we had. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, look. think of the tons of stuff we have to get the kids already a list. I don't remember a list. I mean, what happened to just giving a supply fee? Oh, my God. Now it's... <laughs> 
You need five boxes of Kleenex, four markers, three erasers, this and that. A I'm new like, pack of dry erase pencil or yeah, markers for the Clorox teacher. Clorox wipes, hand sanitizer. I'm like, what? well, this year's definitely different. For oh, sure. But but even still before that, it's like you had a ton of stuff, and that's not even including all the other stuff you still have to get because they got to get a new book bag every year. And new folders, even though the folder doesn't have anything on it. We just got to take the pages off from last year. And put oh, no. Pages. These kids refuse. They the, need the binders? all new binders. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, I was lucky if I got one binder. And they are offended if you ask them to carry the same book bag two oh. years in a row. Oh, absolutely. Forget it. Yeah. And, and, and then I, the book bags are like $65 for what they want and up. Yeah. And again, so think about us, you know, very little that we got. And then I go back and I remember my parents telling my dad, telling me especially that, you know, his, his Christmas gift one year was a book bag. That was his one gift. And that mm-hmm. was his greatest thing ever until somebody stole it. <laughs> stole <his laughs> book bag. He put it Why down. Why am I laughing? That's terrible. He put it down to go play soccer. You know, he stayed out in the, in the court uh, after a while. When he went back, his mm-hmm. book bag was gone. Somebody took it. Somebody liked his book bag and he cried his eyes back home. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Poor Bobby. You laughed. I know. That was at first. <laughs> <laughs> My instinct is to laugh. And then I, then I let it soak in. I'm like, oh, wow, that kind of sucks. Sorry. Yeah. But thinking about school. Yeah. So I know, and this is even being as an educator, like it was difficult doing digital learning for our kids because yes. They were doing things that, one, I don't teach. Mm-hmm. And two, they're doing it at the same time that I'm trying to teach my mm-hmm. content. So it was difficult. And don't even get me started with this math. Common core. Come on, man. You got to carry the one. Listen, That's I, the way to get to the answer. You carry I, the one. Why I'm, do these kids know about grouping and all this stuff and not just carry the one? I'm too old to learn a new way how to do math. I know how to do math the way... People have learned for hundreds of years how to do math. <laughs> That's the way the cavemen learned. <laughs> I'm not doing it a different way. This whole common core stuff, I, no thank you. <laughs> and you know what? Guess what? Kids that were taught from home last year, they're going to come home knowing how to carry stuff because they ain't going to be like, what is They're like, we don't do it that way at home. You know, teachers told, show me differently. Mommy teacher, daddy teacher showed me differently. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, it, it's all changing. It is. And I know we got to like improve and roll with the punches, but I know because I had to wear both of those hats back in March. It's hard. And I'll be honest with you, like our schools are starting back digitally and then they're going to phase in mm-hmm. to like a hybrid model before, you know, continuing to weigh it and see what the pandemic is doing. But it's still a little nerve wracking. Like, Dylan, he's going to kindergarten. Well, I've never taught anybody how to read. The school's <laughs> taught them how to read. I barely know how to read. I can't teach anybody. <laughs> I can't sorry. help you, man. I'm not I'm the sorry. one. <laughs> but I don't know how to teach because that's not my content. My mm-hmm. content is much older. These kids, we presume, by the time I see them, they already know how to read, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm a little nervous. How much of an appreciation do parents have now for teachers? Yeah. That's all I want to say. Totally agree. Every parent who has had to deal because of this pandemic with teaching kids at home notice, guess what? You know, when you say blame everything on your teacher and your poor little angel does nothing wrong and it's Mm -hmm. the teacher's fault, everything under the sun. Now you notice, guess what? It might be little Timmy. Yeah, it might be little Timmy. That's the problem. Might not be the teacher. That's going to be the first one. They'll be like, oh, the bus is not coming, you you know, because of the pandemic. It's all right. I'll bring him. Yeah, yeah, I'll bring him. No, 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 no. I got to take him to school. He can't stay home. Can't stay home. Can't wait to get rid of them. Can't. Sorry. Not happening. (laughs) But can you imagine, you know, like our parents, so that generation, obviously 
several generations ago, and I can at least speak for my family, like college wasn't a thing for them, you know? So I can't imagine them having to learn today's content, just being tossed into it and then trying to teach kids. That that would be terrible. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that fell into that category because there are kids out there being raised by aunts, uncles, grandparents, you know, and their own parents, of course, that maybe they weren't that involved with the day-to-day stuff. And now the teachers are trying to teach them new concepts remotely, digitally. Digitally. And and it's hard. You know, some people, uh, you know, technology is a big thing for them. They don't understand it. They don't know how to do it. You know, and now you want them to not only know how to do it, but teach somebody else how to do it. Well, and the learning styles are so different. So you got one kid that may learn by doing. Another kid may learn auditory. All they got to do is hear it one time. They're like, yep, I got it. Mm -hmm. Right? You got your visual kids. So then it becomes this whole challenge that the teacher's got to try to differentiate and modify how they're recording or live streaming these lessons so that they hit all of these elements. Meanwhile, there's something to be in a classroom you know, that kid that just nods, like, does everybody understand it? And you see the kids nod, you catch a little bit of eye movement on that one who really doesn't get it, but the they don't the want to be, look. Well, they don't want to be singled out. So they just kind of nod because everybody mm-hmm. else is nodding. And that's hard to do digitally because yeah. you're trying to teach and you're looking at your own slides and making sure you're covering concepts. Meanwhile, you're trying to look at a grid of, you know, 35 students. Well, let's be real. 35 of them are not showing up for They're digital learning. Up. Exactly. Okay. Seven students, <laughs> <laughs> at least at the high school level. Look, you I, know, you're trying to look at them, engage for these feelings, but they yeah. don't want to waste your time. They don't want to feel like they're the only one that doesn't understand it. And honestly, they just want to get off the call. They're like, okay, my mama made me dial into this meeting, so I'm dialed in. So is there anything else? Okay. Thank you. Bye. See, so you got to, you got to, let's bring it back. Wow. We have to bring it back the way my mama taught me, which is with a belt in my in her hand <laughs> and saying, no. one times one is one. One times two. What is it? I don't remember. Wow. I mean, <laughs> mama wasn't playing. <laughs> you know, it's the funny thing because you laugh. I do laugh. But you ask her sisters. My mother's a middle child of, what is it, 11 siblings? Yeah. And her younger sisters that she helped in school, they would say, yeah, my mama was mean. She'd whoop them too if they didn't understand. She, and my mom is, my mom is that person. Why are you crying? Why did I hit you? Why are you crying? No, you're gonna keep crying. Here you go. Now you can cry for something. There you <laughs> go. Take that home with you now. It's so funny. I swear, if you could see her, she's so tiny. You just don't get that vibe. Well, but I've seen her. I mean, I've seen it whenever you talk about it, and then she'll punch you in the arm and make sure and punch you in the exact same place, like hard. a jackhammer. Bam, 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 Five bam, times. Spot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I ta- I was taught. <laughs> Mama believed, in the, mama believed in the, the power of fear, make me afraid. That's how I was going to learn. She made you afraid of your multiplication tables. Oh my gosh. She That's made why you of. still twitch if kids ask math. You're like, huh, ooh, ooh. ask mama. All right. So, so math. So math is a sore subject for me because I, you know, I went to school in Columbia, finished high school over there. And to learn a concept in another language with different terms. Especially the academic terms. Because it's one thing if you speak Spanish at home and your mama tells you to go clean your room. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. You understand that. But when someone starts using academic terms to teach you math concepts, foreign Trigonometry. Calculus. Or or even like the arts. I feel sick already. (laughs) Even like your literature and stuff, if you're learning it in an academic language, it's so much harder because those are not the terms you use at home. And that's not my native language. My native language is Brooklyn. We've been through this. Not my native language. 
And here I am forced to learn in another language. It was not easy. Not well, easy at all. I think these kids have it lucky. I'm just saying. these This generation, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but they definitely have it easier than we had it. Oh, yeah, they have it easier. And anybody who tells you that, that they don't is a liar. Don't believe them. That's what I got to say about that. <laughs> it's a lying generation, I lie, tell you. Lie, all lie. All I can say is, you know, good luck, man. Good these luck. are whooping. Let's bring back corporal punishment. All for it. All <laughs> no for way. it. No Whoop way. these kids, damn you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Two Pickled Peppers. Please tune in next week for a brand new episode. We'd love to hear from you about your experiences as well. You can reach us on the website, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. In the meantime, just make sure that you're following us on all of those social medias, including YouTube and Pinterest. That's two pickled peppers, T W O pickled peppers.com. Let's just be clear about one thing. What's that? I'm sorry, Mama. Nothing <laughs> I said I hope didn't offend Please don't please tell don't, us, Mama. Please don't hit me. I'm sorry. Get the chocolate ready, Ina. Get don't the chocolate. Don't hit me, Mama, please.